From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This 22. is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. Let me see if I'm doing this math right. Okay, so this podcast already has a Ralph and a Mike. And I'm a sir, so in Spanish, I would be Don. Oh, wow, all we need is a guy born in late July, and we have the whole team together. That'd be dope. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 247. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man who could easily be compared to Donatello, if he was salty as shit. <laughs> he is Mike, also known as MFG. Blood out your ear, I'm not salty. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And for those of you that heard uh, the beginning attempt of humor, it does get better. Please keep oh, going. Oh, come on. You, it, 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 uh, it's got to be a little bit intricate. It can't be easy. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of easy, you got something for us, right? I do. I had, well, I guess that's, the, that's all my intro. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just get right to what everybody wants to hear. You know what it is. It is the um, movies where uh, horror movies where black people don't die. Yeah, something like that. It's the horror films and thrillers where black people live till the end. See, he wants to make shit complicated, but when my joke is complicated, he has an issue with it. Okay, whatever. It's not complicated. It's accurate. Whatever. <laughs> Alrighty. So as we know how this goes, but a reminder: you will be given a really great clue to the movie. In fact, it's usually almost a dead giveaway. But you have to name the movie and the actor actress. That is the black person that lived till the end. So here we go. Uh, Ronald Tyler is an eight-year-old cadet at a military academy who barely avoids being possessed by his friend till the end in this sequel which, with a catchphrase that warns you who not to fuck with. Mm. One more time for the hose at home. Ronald Tyler is an eight-year-old cadet at a military academy who barely avoids being possessed by his friend till the end in this sequel with a catchphrase that warn you who not to fuck with. So when you want to hear the answer to that, you will wait till after the quick news. Maybe I shouldn't have tested him by saying it was easy. It that, is easy. I literally no, 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 no. told you. Okay, hold on, hold on. The movie I'm going to get, obviously I have to wait till. Oh yeah, the, the actor nobody's getting. But the actor, I'm yeah, like. No, nobody's getting. I, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall flat on my face for that one. Um, but yeah, so we'll wait till after the quick news. But our other illustrious host is the man who could also be easily compared to a smarter Michelangelo, but with furry arms. He is RT Squared, Rob the Tech. I would consider myself more of a Donatello. I was thinking that, but I said, you know, like, like I can't see Mike as Ralph, as Raphael. That is true. You know, like I said, because if he was Donatello but sassy or salty, that's Mike. So for you, you're very zen. And also Mike's more of a caramel than he is salty. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Here I'm saying, sweetness okay. with that salt. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Ralph, come with your intro, please. <laughs> so the other day, I was walking uh, home, and I came across this sketchy-looking alley. Now, every instinct in me was telling me, don't go down that alley. But uh, a little voice in my head said, hey, shortcut. <laughs> so I said, you know what? Why not? Let's try it out. Let's see what happens, right? So as I'm walking down the alley, this door opens up, and this guy wearing a suit that was at least uh, three to four times as much as my paycheck is uh, is worth mm-hmm. uh, says to me, hey, you want to make a quick buck? 
I'm like, uh, what do I got to do? Wow. He's is... like, follow me. I'm like, all right. Listen, you know, you got to try new things every once in a while. <laughs> so I go in. Next thing you know, I'm bartending behind a bar. I'm like, what the hell is this? He's like, well, the usual guy's out and you're walking by. So I said, hey, why not? So I'm like, all right. Next thing I know, I enter this sort of fugue state. Never bartended in my life, by the way. And I'm getting drink orders and I'm fulfilling them like crazy. Next thing I know, this guy asks for Greek fire. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this is. I think back to my home, uh, <clears throat> high school chemistry days, whipping something up, you know, light it on fire, give it to the guy. The guy goes, oh, this is really hot. How do I blow it out? He's like, just, just blow it out. He's trying to blow it out. Nothing happens, right? Oh, my God. I, I actually made Greek fire. Can you believe it? Oh, no God. one knows the recipe to that shit. Wow. And I made it. But you know what? Fugue states. What can I say, right? <laughs> so as I'm walking away and this whole establishment's on fire because you can't put out Greek fire with nope. water. You well, cannot. Not. Right. Right. As I'm walking through the door and everybody's just running past me, a thought occurs to me. In The Walking Dead, for 10 seasons, not one nuclear reactor exploded. How is that fucking possible? <laughs> they shut them all down. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. There's got to be one, one, at least one reactor where it's like, oh, no, we're getting the fuck out of here. Zombie apocalypse? Fuck that shit. Well, it didn't happen all at once, yeah. you know. <laughs> they said, nah. There's two at things. Once. There's two things about Ralph Central. Number one. He started talking about The Walking Dead. I already know. I'm like, what do you know about The Walking Dead? Not a thing. <laughs> Number two, if I ever complain about your intros, Mike, for being too long, remind me of episode 247. My intros are never long. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> okay, sure. My <laughs> intros are unique. Yeah. Not no, I didn't say they weren't they unique. They can be both. <laughs> <laughs> they can be both. That sounds like a Saturday night thing. They can be both. And I will have <laughs> you remember that I watched The Walking Dead to spite both of you. So that I could talk what I know. And bellyache all along the way. Oh, they don't have a tank. To prove to you that it was horrible. It was not horrible. But horrible. I, we digress because we're not covering um, Walking Dead, actually. Thank God. For today's show, we'll be discussing the animated movie that gave us another version of Four Mutant Turtle Teen Story. But how watchable is it? How does it stack up to the other versions? Were there too much or not enough pizza references? These questions and more will be discussed as we review the Paramount Pictures production of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Mike, you were so right. <laughs> Everybody here, just wait till it's, he's not drunk. It's just eventually going to sound like he is. Oh, my God. And I got to do it again. <laughs> Mayhem. But first, as you hear, Mike's ready to go. And, you know, he loves to hear himself talk. But luckily... He has a lot of valuable things to say while he's talking for this particular segment. So I guess it's worth it. So brace yourself for Mike and his quick news. And now, the quick news brought to you by MFG and Ralph and Cap. Quick News intro was brought to you by C-O-U-P. Coop? Coop. Or Children uh, of Ugly Parents. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I'm not even going there. Mike, what you got? <laughs> Did you know Riley's part of that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
things are you, working up for her. Wow, you're, you're throwing shade. Wow, I got you, Ralph. I got you. Go ahead. All righty. Well, everything old is new again, well, except for the cap. He's still old and moldy. What is up with you picking on me? Uh, it just happens. Uh, but for the small screen, Zorro is both old and new and ready to take on the bad guys in 1834 Los Angeles. Uh, otherwise known as Los Angeles. Oh uh, Diego de la Vega, played by Miguel Bernardo, will don the mask of the sword-swinging vigilante in the first live-action project since 2005's Mask of Zorro 2. The 10-episode Spanish-language series will mostly be directed by Javier Quintas of Money Heist and Sky Rojo fame. Zorro will be shown on Amazon Prime Video, but a release date has not been given. Now, that Zorro is a uh, series... Will Thomas and Martha Wayne be shot on a weekly basis or simply or simply binge killed? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just curious. Nice way to tie in the other universe. Um, as a kid, I always wanted to like Zorro. But, you know, I remember watching it like they would show old, you know, the old versions of Zorro. And it looked kind of interesting, but I didn't like really watch it. Just the idea was kind of a cool. I love Zorro. Like, I mean, I, this is stuff. But did you be, watch it or read some it? Some of them. I mean, both. I mean, well, never his like book books. I've read comic books of Zorro. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not... They're not, I think, what we want in today's world. Per se. I mean, it doesn't mean that it's not, it won't make it. I mean, it's just that level of, like, like I, probably what didn't introduce the kids, that level of excitement that's not quite superhero-y. Yeah. You know, um, but I don't mind that. I, I actually like that he's more down-to-earth and stuff like that. And just, like, where everyone's like, well, Batman's just a guy. I'm like, no, Zorro is just a guy. Right. <laughs> like literally, literally. Literally just a guy with a horse, a hat, and a whip, you know, and a sword. <laughs> you know, sword. I mean, that, that's all he's got going for him. And what about you there, Ravi? So, as a young lad, I was introduced to this character of Zorro. Are you doing Antonio Banderas? Yes, because this, this was the guy who I learned from Zorro. <laughs> Melanie Griffith would have divorced you real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say this. I find the character of Zorro to be very, shall I say, foxy. <laughs> No? Wow. Because Zoro... I, I, I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the gringo got it, bro. <laughs> we all know it. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was really cool to see because, I mean, it was Antonio Banderas' prime when you really think about it. And the movies, as a kid, you would think, oh, wow, this is a really good movie. Action, you know, love interest. Because that was also... Um, Catherine Zeta-Jones? Yes. Oh, I, that... Uh, Forget forget Antonio Banderas, Catherine Zeta Jones. I think I might have been a teenager when that when that movie came out, and I was like, "That girl is hot." And then I found out she wasn't Latin. I'm like, "Welch, where the fuck is that?" <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's the same person that's playing the Latin person in the Adams Family Wednesday. Yeah, and I'm like, "Why did you keep playing her like she's Latin? She's not. You can find another actress." You know? No, you're definitely right. Apparently, she's honorary now. Love loved me that's some right. Catherine Zeta Jones in the '90s. Well, now, Ooh. were you more turned on by Catherine Zeta Jones or Anthony Hopkins as the original Zero? <laughs> He was looking pretty good in his youth, you know. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> but but I definitely I am interested to see Zorro only because I've always wanted to embrace that um, that IP mm-hmm. and kind of like because it's a classic IP. It is, and it's great. I mean, it's, it's like it's, Tarzan it's, and Lone Ranger and all those yeah, guys. I mean, yeah, because it, I mean, it's an old it's an old story. I mean, it's just it's held on, you know. And, and it is by all means the inspiration for Batman. Yeah, right, yeah, really. absolutely. Alrighty. All right, well, let's get to the last but not least. I knew I know all of you hoes at home are impatient. So for those of you who can't wait until December, here are the titles for the What If Season 2 episodes. Draw your own conclusions. Episode 201, What If Nebula Joined the Nova Corps? 
Episode 202, what if Peter Quill attacked Earth's mightiest heroes? 203, what if Cohorta reshaped the world? 204, what if Hela found the Ten Rings? That one gets me all the time. Wow. Uh, 205, what if Iron Man uh, crashed into the Grand Master? Uh, 206, what if Happy Hogan saved Christmas? 208, what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? 209, what if the Avengers assembled in 1602? And 210, what if Strange Supreme intervened? Now, those with exceptional math skills will notice episode 207 is missing. Rumors have it that season two will only have nine shows while episode 207 has been moved to season three. Also, although, the, um, although these are the expected titles, the release order may change. So now if you feel some kind of way about this, please send all of your hate mail to Ralph the Tech, care of some portal he's probably fallen into. <laughs> because that's just where he's located. I mean, it's become a daily occurrence. Now I actually have to make sure I'm wearing clothes all the time because when you fall through a portal naked, you just don't come back right from that one. I'm sure, and the, but, the, the, the world probably doesn't land right there either. It, the, 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 visu- the visual doesn't land right for me. How about that one? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, wait, that's all your quick news? That's it. That's okay. why it's quick. Now, see, I'm, gonna go, I'm not going to ask for Ralph's quick news first. First, we're going to go to the segment, and then I'm going to ask you quick news. So, don't bellyache about, you didn't ask me for quick news. Wait, wait, was that the name of the thing we're reviewing again? Right. <laughs> wow. I couldn't tell. Well, uh, <laughs> I hate you. It's like, it's like Mjolnir. Go yep. ahead. And now I can say that correctly. Oh, oh, yeah. Mjolnir. <laughs> All, right, All right. right. Go ahead. So here it. we go. Are you guys ready for the horror films and thrillers where black people live till the end? Good, because this is coming anyway. All righty. One more time. Ronald Tyler is an eight-year-old cadet at a military academy who barely avoids being possessed by his friend to the end in this sequel with a catchphrase that warned who not to fuck with. Um, All right. Go ahead, Ralph, go first, because I went first the last time. I think I know which movie it is, but I'm pretty sure I've never seen it. Okay. Is it Child's Place 2? But it's got a name, because he's saying, so you're saying, saying who not to Play fuck two, with him. And then... I don't, I definitely no, 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 that was the catchphrase. The person is, you know, who was who Ronald Tyler. I have no fucking clue. Nobody will. Uh, your guess? I got nothing of either. Uh, no, no. I child play too. I agree. I knew because I remember it being at a military academy or something like that, and I remember it being a, a young black kid. I don't know who the actor. Ah, uh, no. I always love when false memories are easily pushed. It's Child's Play Three. Ah. What? Yes, and it, the name of the actor, which nobody would remember, is Jeremy Silvers. Jeremy. He Silvers. didn't really get to do much as he got older either. And the catchphrase, if anyone remembers, was, "Not you don't fuck with the Chuck." Oh gosh! Oh wow! Yeah, that I was like, you guys got real desperate real fast. Look at me trying to clean that up. I said, "Oh fuck!" to his thing. That oh gosh, <laughs> I gotta pick a lane. Sorry. <laughs> all right, all right, good, good, good job, Mikey. Got us on that one. And I really thought Child's Play two. I thought it was two, but it's three. Yeah, um, no, two is. Um, it basically picks up right after one. So uh, I can't even think of the kid's name right now. But he's uh, in a foster home. Uh, because his mom was put away because they're like, you know, she, oh, she kept yeah, saying, well, the doll killed everyone. It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, shout out to Nito. Nito is, um, is um, Lady J's son. And we were just talking. So I should know this because he was just talking about Child's Play 2. Uh, hopefully and he's watching Chucky on the USA Network. We, we were talking about the fact that at Comic-Con that Chucky has always had some kind of panel. And I was trying to encourage them to oh. go to the panel for New York Comic-Con coming up. But I, don't, I think it's a day he's not going. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ralph. Any quick news from you? No, but I had a thought. Oh, oh boy. Could you imagine? That was lonely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what if in the Child's Play movies, it actually was the kid, 
and then we're seeing it through his eyes and he had like a psychotic break and he's actually killing the people and then it pulls out and it, and it reveals that it was actually the kid and not the doll. Right. Is now is the doll alive or is the whole thing no, imagined? The, the, the whole thing is in his head. I think there's actually a movie like that, and I can't think of what it is. But nonetheless, still a good thought. But like we see, in our perspective, we see the doll killing everybody, right? Right. But then at the very end, it pulls back and it shows that it was actually the kid killing everybody, right? And not the doll. The, so, so basically, the unra- the, the, the the unreliable narrator, right? Yes, I like that. I think it's a really good right. idea. That would have been that'd be an interesting twist if they wanted to do Chucky again. Which I, I know they rebooted and it was horrible, I heard. Well, the, there was the Child's Play that had the animatronic Chucky that wasn't a reboot. It just was its own story kind of a thing. And that was actually really good. That was really? The one that was, uh, it was uh, voiced by Mark Hamill. I heard, I heard the opposite. No, the, it's really good. It's because it's in that, and let's not dwell too long, we're not here about Chucky either. But uh, um, <laughs> what's really good about that is that like he's a faulty AI um, doll, robot. Um, and... He's, you know, been given to this kid who has, you know, friends. He's now, this kid was alone. He's now making friends with other kids in the building. They're also teens, early teens. And, like, they're watching horror movies like teens do, and they're laughing at all the violence. And this is a, this is a learning AI. So he's like, oh, okay, stabbing is fun. It makes people laugh. I want my friend to laugh. So, like, at one point he comes out with a knife and starts, like, stabbing. He doesn't hit the kid enough, but they're like, yo, that's bad. And he's like, I don't understand. You were all laughing. I wanted to let, you know. Oh, so, so it's, 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 it's got a some, some social it's, it's commentary. Right. And then, like, eventually he becomes too dangerous. He does start killing and uh, his, the, the boy that he's bonded with, because that's the AI bonds, uh, like, supposedly turns him off and throws him away. Oh. And then he gets reactivated and it's like, it's like, you know, my best, you're my best friend. You just threw me away. Like, it's, it's really a touching and really good. And then it kind of dwells into the movie you think it's going to dwell into. Neato. Yeah. We, you and I discussed this. Mike gives another take. We got to discuss on that Saturday. But that's another oh, story. Yeah. No, definitely. That's a really good one. Okay. All right. Um, real quick before we go into the main event. Um, how did you guys feel about um, what um, Big Daddy Kev put in the chat? Shout out to Big Daddy Kev. Remember what we put in the oh, chat? Oh, that, 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 that horrible uh, fake tease, that fake out? Oh, yeah. So, so, so for, for the, for obviously nobody else is here on the chat. Um, Big um, Big Daddy Kev put a fake. I thought it was real for a while until I looked at it through Google right. and I didn't find the article. I'm like, and, oh. and I don't know if he thought it was fake at the time either. But yeah, he was like, "Oh, this shit is real. It's gonna <laughs> ruffle Mike's feathers. This is great." Yeah. So what it was was that it was Henry Cavill uh, was now going to be playing uh, Mr. Fantastic in the Fantastic Four, and I'm just, I just, I didn't even get mad. I looked at him like, if this was real, I'd be pissed. But no. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Cavill. So, so it, I mean, but there are reports that he has been pulled in to be, you know, interviewed for. I mean, there were reports back in March and even last year that there were rumors of it, but I just can't imagine. I mean, it's, he's too big, and I mean physically big of a character for Mr. Fantastic. And don't talk about the brief, when you, when you think they've been around for 60 years, the brief time that they jacked up Mr. Fantastic. It's like, when would he have time to work out? He's constantly inventing stuff. It's, it's called <laughs> this. It's, he blows himself up and he's like, oh, look, I'm jacked. <laughs> I guess, you know. Yeah. He's not plastic, man. <laughs> I know he's not. He's definitely not yeah. plastic. And Sue, and Sue is like, look, I don't care about the rest of you. There's only one muscle you got to inflate. <laughs> Either that, I'm going to Namor. I like fish sticks. No, she's going, no, she, no, she's going to T'Challa. Oh, wow. That's where she went. So in order for that to happen, he has to deflate his ego. Ah, that's what it is. Wow. Is that we're calling it now, Eagle? Good job. All right. All right. All right, everybody. So now let's get to the main event and let's see if I can do it without um, slurring or going through my words all sloppily. All right. All right. All bets are in. Here we go. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is what we're going to review now. 
And with a synopsis is the guy that lost money right now on that bet. Ha ha, Mike, also known as MFG. And for the rest of you, that was the fastest intro because he had to get that hot potato out of his hands. Out of my mouth. Wow, this horrible <laughs> sound thing. Go right ahead, Mike. All righty. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem is a computer-generated film reboot of the Heroes and a Half Shell. The film is the seventh theatrical production of the franchise, can you believe it, which was created from the comic book by... Eastman and Laird. Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1985. Close, 84. Sure. Ah. Mutant Mayhem was directed by Jeff Rowe from a screenplay by Rowe, Seth Rogen, uh, Evan Goldberg, Dan Hernandez, and Benji Samit. The animated feature had a budget of $70 million and made $118 million domestic and for a total of $177 million worldwide. Hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 96% with an audience of 90% and an IMDb weighted average, oddly enough, of 73 out of 100. Uh, All righty. <laughs> They're like Metacritic now. <laughs> Little synopsis. Move over, Miles Morales. There's a new funky animated crew dominating the theaters. Nearly 40 years, six films, numerous cartoon series, countless toys, and hours of video games later, audiences are meeting the crime-fighting Terrapins for the first time in this CGI reboot. Following a dip in radioactive ooze, the mutated rat Splinter takes in four baby turtles and raises, him, uh, raises them excuse me, as his sons. Now in their teens, the four would-be protectors of NYC are discovered by high school journalists looking for redemption and a great story. In their search for fame and glory, the five youths encounter a murderous fly with a dislike of humans and a hunger for world domination, and a corporate tech executive determined to discover the secret to the mutations. Can the Renaissance-themed heroes stop a whale-like kaiju bent on destroying the city while gaining the love of the, bi of the Big Apple? Of course they can. But where is Shredder? Mm. All right, starring uh, Mika Abbey as Donatella, Shimon Brown Jr. as Michelangelo, Nicholas Cantu as Leonardo, Brady Noon as Raphael, uh, Ayo Adebri as April O'Neil, Maya Rudolph as Cynthia Utram, John Cena as Rocksteady, Seth Rogen as Bebop, Rose Byrne as Leatherhead, Natasha Demetro as Wingnut, Giancarlo Esposito as Baxter Stockman, Jackie Chan as Splinter, Ice Cube as Superfly, and Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko. All right, so let's get into it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. And I didn't speed that one up that time. Yeah. But for those who don't um, remember, let's press that spoiler button to help sponsor us and that we need to give the heads up for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Ah, and that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. So I got a large pepperoni pizza. Hold the stush. Oh. Turtles in the half shell, stush power. Oh, my gosh. All the free advertising he gets, I swear. All right, so let's talk about it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Let's first, before we talk about story or anything, let's talk about art style. How did you guys feel about the art style? Because me and Joe the Intern, shout out to Joe the Intern, were having a conversation, and he was put off by the, um, the, the choice of how they went with their art style, even though it's um, computer animated. It had a grungier, kind of a sketchier look. I liked it. How did you guys feel about it? Um, I enjoyed it. I, it didn't bother me at all. It wasn't as clever and it wasn't as random as it feels uh, when you watch the uh, Spider-Man across the universe, or Spider-Verse or into the Spider-Verse movies. But I, I thought it had its own charm, um, which I, 
I was surprised because I mean, when I saw the previews, I mean, I didn't dislike it in the previews. I liked it, but I did kind of think in the back of my head it was going to bother me over time. It didn't hold the exact same love from beginning to end, but I still liked it. And I liked the grunge because the original Ninja Turtles were very hand-drawn. Like, yes. Their look was, I mean, not, I mean, obviously they were hand-drawn, but like they looked very hand-drawn, not mm-hmm. like the, the smooth, classic, like superhero drawings that we're normally used to. Agreed. Um, so they had a grungier look. And I mean, they didn't still look like this, but they had their own grungier look. Um, so I kind of like that. I like that little kind of like nod to their past and, and bring it into the future. And that's exactly what they said. They said that they were nodding to the past. What about you, Ralph? And Ralph, you're, I mean, I know Mike and I are both Ninja Turtle fans. I know that you are a big Ninja Turtle fan because your name is, for those who don't know, it's Raphael. Um, I thought it was because he looked like a turtle. Uh, well, wow. No, no, his head is just like a shell, but you know, oh, whatever. Okay. But how do you feel about it? So actually, uh, the turtles were named, oh, Raphael was named after me. Um, one of the portals I went through was actually a, a time portal, and I met Eastman, right? Yeah. And we had like a great conversation. I didn't realize he was the one who created the turtles at the time, and I was talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and he's like, "Oh, that's an interesting uh, idea," and he was like writing a whole bunch of stuff down. So you're basically saying Eastman stole your idea, and he's a thief and a criminal, and you're going to sue him? Bro, I love you. This is not a fiction podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Tell a story, win a prize. What the fuck? What are you talking about? All of this happened. Right. Sure. 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 But did you like the style? That's what I'm asking. Of the artwork? Yeah. Oh, uh, you're probably not going to be surprised by this. It's a clause. But I loved it. Of course, I loved it. <laughs> it, I, it, it, it um, excuse me, words. So it kind of reminded me a little bit of the um, claymation uh, style as well, mm-hmm. because some of the um, uh, animations were, I don't know, how would you describe uh, it? Like if it was like a, a lower frame rate, mm-hmm. whereas like it, they like, uh, a little janky. Fun? Yes, a little janky. Um, and I, I kind of liked it. I enjoyed it. Well, and they look mushable. They look yes. like, like they look like if Gumby was trying to dress up for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to describe it, which is kind of accurate. And for those of you who don't know who Gumby is, look it up. Go ahead, Ralph. He once was a great big ball of clay. Gumby. I loved watching Gumby growing up. It was great. Oh, my gosh. Um, he can walk into almost any book yeah. with his Pokey Pal Pokey. Oh, his yeah. Pony Pal Pokey, too. Yeah. I would love when they were like, go under the door. They would just like squash down. And yeah. Stuff. Turtles, I, turtles. Yes. yes. Tur- you love turtles? I love turtles. You love turtles. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I love the animation style. It just, it was, it was very um, refre- refreshing to see at this day and age, like uh, this type of um, animation style when everything's like fully 3D and rendered and ultra hyper realistic and shit like that. I'm like, no, no, this, I love this. I love this. Give me more of this. Yeah. Um, and just the argument um, Joe the intern and I were having because Joe was like, oh, well, it's kind of sloppy. It just doesn't look like it's polished. And I go, but that's kind of what made it interesting. And if you saw and if you read the original comic, because the turtle cartoon was super polished. The first one in yeah. the in the 80s was super polished in comparison to um, the, 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 the source material. The source material was black and white with a lot of black ink, yeah. a lot of black ink being used. And even those original cartoons were also like you could tell it, it was very 2D. Right. You know, very, also, I mean, very the, those cartoons, I mean, they were cookie cutters, you know, usually made by people in other countries. So yeah. they were just like, we draw this way. Yeah. Do you want this cartoon or not? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. But, but, the, but I didn't here, mind it either. Yeah, but, but here, like, they look like, like, think about it. If, if they literally, you know how you have those things, you could squeeze through it or make um, molds, whatever. If Play-Doh just released this, it would literally be Play-Doh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it would look exactly like them. You know? And I would buy it. Oh, <laughs> of course, yeah. 
All right, so let's go into um, the story. The story, and usually you would think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and if you're familiar with the IP, you know that um, Shredder's their big bad. Mm-hmm. But they did not go with Shredder with, with this Finally. time. Finally. Yes, they, they went with um, Baxter Stockman. Yeah. Uh, and, and, well, and they didn't make him Baxter Stockman as the, as, um, the fly. They just made him the scientist creating these, these little mutant projects, and then people were chasing him for... The secret, which also ties into the turtle's creation. So technically, the villain was Superfly, not. Batman. Well, it's not. Well, what I'm saying is that Baxter no, Stockman, I, I, you know, yeah, and they use him as the crux point, right? As the point where everything connects. For those of you that don't know, in the original incarnations of, or I guess in the different stories of, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Baxter Stockman is Superfly. Oh, okay. Um, so yes, because like he he gets mutated by the use, uh, and then in the other incarnations also. The mutants are actually uh, human beings as well. Okay. So, like R- uh, Bebop and Rocksteady were actually punk rock um, humans. Yeah, right. But I mean, I- I'll say. I mean, how did you guys feel? I mean, you said fi- you saying finally. So, so you like the fact that it was something different, something not I mean, fresh. Again, if you're telling me that fine, I, let's say if I was a big reader of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I'm not, unfortunately. I mean, I like them, but not that interested in them. How dare you? Um, read, read Last Ronin. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I heard that was really good. That's, but, um, that's really good. Um, where's I leading with this? Is that, like, so if I was a big reader of them and knew their whole history, and this was the first turtle movie made, and you introduced Shredder, no, no big deal. You know, I mean, from a reader, I'd be like, oh, I know, but yeah, that's because I have knowledge, but every incarnation of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles deals with Shredder. No. Didn't it? They wasn't in the cartoon? TMNT, the movie, did not deal with Shredder at all. The live action one? No, no, no. The TMNT, the the, the cartoon movie in 07. Oh. 07 or 08. There's a TMNT movie, and it's kind of like a sequel. It's kind of like a sequel from the the live action movies, but long story short, Shredder's gone, and the foot is being run by somebody else, and there's two villains. It's actually the ankle? Actually, it was the wrist. Oh, that's interesting. That's a Ralph joke. How are you taking a Ralph joke first? <laughs> but uh, what I'm I've saying is that well. I was actually going to counter Mike and say, usually they do introduce Shredder, but they but TMT, this is the second time that TMT is, I mean, any Ninja Turtle um, movie has done something without Shredder. Now, th- now granted, the other movie... Shredder all the was cartoons, di- all of everything else well, has well, been it. You know. Yeah, but, but I mean, I, we're talking about what? Is the third animated movie or the second animated movie? Oh, does this thing? Are you counting also the animated movie that Nickelodeon made for their series? I don't know. That wasn't in the theaters, right? I don't kind of. It wasn't in the theaters, but it's on Netflix. Yeah, I guess. Well, my my point is, if anything, TMNT has actually took a risk. This is the second time they've taken a risk, saying, "Hey, look, we're not going to do Shredder. We're going to do a different character." Like last time, like I said, it was a female leader of the Foot. I forgot what her name was. But she was, that's, that's the one where she's like the immortal and she was like trying to yes. bring back her siblings. I remember yeah. that. That was actually a good movie. It was really good. TMNT is very underrated. It's really good. Yeah. But um, th- th- that's why I say I'm happy. I'm, I'm with Mike. I was like, oh, wow. We're, we're not even talking about Shredder. As you should not. Uh, you know, and you have, but also it's, a, it's an origin story without going too deep into the origin story. Right. And it was great that they basically fast forwarded through their origin story. Well, yeah, because I mean, well, I mean, watching baby turtles grow up is not going to be very exciting. Also, go ahead. I'm sorry, Ralph. Um, so one one of the things that I, I enjoyed also about this um, sort of retelling, um, which I, I enjoyed it, but I also felt a certain type of way. 
Um, the fact that um, Splinter learned martial arts through videotapes. I was just going to ask you guys about that. How did you feel about that? Because in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, Splinter was a human that was turned into a rat mm-hmm. as opposed to a rat you know, becoming anthropomorphic. Yeah. So how did you guys feel about that? And that the fact that he learned his martial arts, not because he knew martial arts, but because he watched it off video tapes. No better than the live action movie that had him learning it from his sensei. Well, so yeah, so in... in but at least that's, 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 that's a direct source. Yeah, but you're a rat. Yeah. And I don't think the sensei's going to try and teach a rat. I'm, I feel more <laughs> better about that than him learning it from Taibo. No, so it was... Oh, really? You're going to complain about, uh, uh, what is it, the... What is it? What? Blanks? No, it's what's the movie called? Uh, is it the Golden Dragon? No, the Last Dragon. The Last Dragon. Yeah. No, with um, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen that in so long, bro. We can, yeah, we'll have to talk about that later. Think, wasn't he learn? Didn't he? I'm saying not everybody. Didn't he learn a lot through the movies? No, he idolized Bruce Lee, but he actually had uh, a sensei. Oh, then I'm thinking of the other. I'm thinking of then is the movie with uh, it's a movie with Jackie Chan where I know the kid that is where he's learning his karate from, and then he gets put back in time. That's unimportant. We have to get, get oh uh, the uh, king um, the oh. Forbidden Kingdom probably yes yeah, I love that movie I could watch that all day oh wow okay. um, you'd watch it alone so <laughs> <laughs> I double you on that aloneness <laughs> so, to correct you Mike he um, Iroku Saki didn't teach Splinter um, since uh, uh, karate ninjutsu ninjutsu sorry um, he was his pet rat right that's what I was and, talking about and he just mimicked. Right, I didn't Ooh. say he taught him. I but, said, but I said he, it's better than him. How, how realistic is right, it? Right, Sam said it's better than him trying to learn it from someone. I'm like, eh. no, it's, a, it's no different than watching it's, a movie. It's a copy of a copy. He's, if he's learning from a videotape, he's he's learning certain things. Versus if you're immersed in the dojo or immersed with so, the master, I, I kind of think he'd learn more. So he's, here's here's why I kind of like this version better. Please, because it actually is grounded in in reality in a way because. You can learn, like, the moves and the, and the stuff by watching the videotapes, and then you just practice, and you keep practicing, you keep practicing, you can get better at it, right? You train, you, you build up your strength, and you build up your reflexes, and you become better. Mm. It, it's grounded in some form of reality there. And also, like I said, it really isn't much different because, again, it's not like – because you're not being taught – like even with the sensei being there, you're not, he's not being directly taught, which means he's just watching them, yeah. just like you're watching the film, yeah. and he's practicing the moves on his own. I mean, there's literally no difference. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I disagree, but, but we'll, 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 we'll move forward from that. Here's another thing about Splinter, because you said that that's the thing you kind of like had an issue with or, or wondered about. Let me ask you about this part. Splinter was like really, really anti-human, and obviously they gave a reason in the film. Did you feel like it was a little bit... Too over the top when it came to how Splinter felt about the humans in the surface world. Nah, we all hate rats. <laughs> do, do you sit around putting cheese out in front of your door, hoping my, a rat shows up? My daughter, shout out to my daughter, will have me cross the street if she even suspects a rat. My whole point. <laughs> so, so no. I mean, especially considering that, I mean, we're, we're, they were trying to, to add a little bit more of the animal element to the characters as opposed to them just, like I said, being people that are like, well, I'm a rat now. I've got, I'm used to this. It's like, no, I'm a rat that learned all the rat stuff, which was mostly fear humans because they will kill you. <laughs> you know? Ooh, you dirty rat. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we don't say that. <laughs> That's true. I, I, I felt like it took a little bit away from Splinter because it made him feel like he was more fearful. And mind you, as a father, I get it. 
like the whole idea of I want to protect my kids. I don't want anything bad to happen to them. However, there was I felt a lot of that took away from the from him being the brave leader of these four boys. Like, don't go outside. None of them. You know, it wasn't like don't be seen because you'll cause a stir. Like watch out because it felt like he was more fearful than he was. But see, I, what, I, what I liked about that though was that he is their dad. No, I agree. I get it. Because because we're so used to them being a superhero team. You know what I mean? It's like you're not raising superheroes. You're raising children. You know, like, period. Like, like that's what you're raising. I mean, you know, you, you're not considered a good dad when you're like, all right, I'm teaching you how to fight. Now go out and go po- possibly get killed and shot by criminals out there. It's like, no, I'm teaching you self-defense because I don't trust the humans and, and favor okay. runners. Uh, uh, and that's why, so that, like, yeah. I, I liked him being an actual dad, not, like, a strict sensei because all the other iterations that I watch, because I don't watch them all, but it's always like he is literally their teacher. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, like to me, it it, it's almost like they would have the ability to do the same god-awful thing that they did in The Batman, which is, at any point, the Turtles could just be like, like, you're not my dad. Go to hell. And it's like, no, he is your dad. Right. Get over it. Just like Alfred yeah. is. <laughs> you know? Worse Batman. Ever. Oh, goodness. How <laughs> dare you say that to Alfred? Oh. <laughs> he is your father. Oh, no. There was a scene they cut when he smacked the... He smacked that cowl <laughs> off of him. <laughs> he hit him so hard, that cowl was in reverse on his head. <laughs> Oh man! Come here, Master Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that, that was probably my only problem with Splinter. I I, I like the rationale. I just felt like it took away from, from from him being um, a stronger, you know, a stronger father figure and more like a fearful god, a father figure. And I'm like, uh, it kind of took away from it for me. Yeah. Um, how do we feel about before we get into the deep, deep story? How do we feel about the 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 four turtles themselves? You know, the, the, their versions. Because if you noticed, I mean. For those who who um, seen the original cartoon, they were definitely differentiated in personality there, but lightly. As the new iterations come out, they definitely dig deep. Well, they they stereotype them, they they, they trope them, and that's fine. Um, I at first was fearful they were going to get a little bit too like we don't really care about the stories, we care about being hip, cool, and now. But they kind of pushed away and toned that down pretty fast. So I enjoyed them. I, I really enjoyed them. I, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed April a lot. Um, I like the actress too, uh, Ao mm-hmm. Adibari. Like she's uh, she's on the Bear, which nobody here watches. For some I reason. gotta watch I've it. Seen I know the first mm. six episodes of yeah, season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't care about that. No, but uh, but I love her in that because she just cracks me up. And she's also um, for those of you that watch El- Abbott Elementary, she's the sister oh. of, of uh, the main character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that's her. Yeah, the oh, like so I, I like her. I like her style of humor. She's kind of got that like self-deprecating, like, you know, kind of low voice and unsure of herself kind of humor. And it really fit well with this character, with the way they wrote the character of April. And, and, and I guess you're, I mean, because I remember, it's funny how the same people that were bitching about certain things, like, oh, Little Mermaid's black, and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, April O'Neil, you know, now you made her a kid. And, none of the, and, I and think, they didn't make her movie star. Yeah. Like, like she wasn't like, 36, 24, 36, blonde hair. Like, you know, I mean, they just made her a, a teenager, like somebody that pretty much anyone can relate to. It's not, because it, it wasn't about yes. her color. Yes, it was know? about the fact that she was young and teenagers with teenagers. And she was relate. awkward. You yeah. Know? And, I, you know, I, I love that about yeah, her. I loved it. I, I thought they did a great job with the character. Don't get me wrong. As a, 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 in, in the 80s and 90s, April O'Neil was drawn to be smoking hot and, and like you said, 36, 24, 36. But there's more value in the fact of you want her to be relatable to the turtles. She's not the sex piece. She's not the she's not the the, the, the trophy the trophy um, girl of the team. 
She's not to Sue Storm. I mean, Sue Richards. Right. <laughs> you know, she actually has a place on this team. And, and I like that. That she's more mm -hmm. an integral part as opposed to... Well, she's accessory. a teenager with teenagers as opposed to the sexy adult who's like... Those turtles are probably just like... You know how to clean jizz out of the shell? Probably not easy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. What did you say, Ralph? I, I always wondered... Why did she wear that bright yellow jumpsuit and then sneak around? It was the 90s. And she thought she was Robin. <laughs> Don't take my joke. <laughs> that, I was just saying, I was like, that's Robin in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. So so sounds like we like the, the, the core cast itself. Now, let's talk about, you know, now we get introduced to the villains, obviously, because Ralph said um, after the whole back to Stockman thing, and, and we talk about that he's doing experiments on different different animals, um, we fast forward to the fact that the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are teenagers, and at this time there's like a, a crime spree going on, and they're saying that it's Superfly, which Ralph revealed already, spoilers, that, that is done by Ice Cube. Yeah. How are, we, how are we feeling about Ice Cube's version of Superfly and his little bunch of minions? All I could hear is the, uh, the phone call, and they're like, uh, Mr. Cube, mm -hmm, da, da, da. what I got a job? <laughs> wow. Holy shit, I got a job! Wow, Mama, I got a job. Ice Cube is a lot more successful. I than I don't you. know what letters job. He's he's more successful than you let on. My I'm friend. sure he is, but I could care less. <laughs> I mean, he's probably still collecting royalties from whatever songs he made when he was part of NWA. Of course, and of course, whatever things he's produced after that. But how do we feel about him as Superfly? Was it like okay, could? It, it could have been anybody else. It could have been anybody I mean, else. I mean, okay. again, I mean, not, and he did a fine job, but, but it wasn't like uh, he made that character. You know, like like how I feel like um, uh, Io did for April, where she made that character. He didn't. He he did a good job for what he had, and he, you know, he did it. Did it fine. Nope. No. You know, no notes. But could have been anybody. I'll disagree, but I'll, I'll go to that in a second. What were you gonna say, Ralph? I thought it was very cool. Wow. See what I did there? That's what Because Ice Cube. I get, cold. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, cool. Why are you going to spell it out for me? I, got... I mean, because you were looking at me like, what is he talking about? So no, I'm looking at you. I can't how to hit you. <laughs> <laughs> without, it, without knocking into the mic. I like, wish this was a visual podcast. <laughs> is, is like the right hand or the left? I don't know. Nah, how about both? Nah, bro. No, no, no. But I mean, here's what I'll say. And maybe this is because what I know from Ice Cube from other roles. Ice Cube has this sense of like, you know, yeah, I'm going to be your friend, but... And you could just feel the underlying tension. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's part writing, but also because I know Ice Cube as an actor. I mean, he's not doing comedic stuff. Right. It does feel like, but, but it's like I will smack you in a second. Right. And you got that. And you got that. He, okay. has, he has the attitude. Right. But saying. okay. So Ice Cube, Ice T, Snoop Dogg. No, 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 no. Uh, no Ice T literally, cannot bring that. <laughs> oh, yes, he can. Yeah. I, I, yes, he, he can. He 100%. can. He has Ice-T is a great actor, but in a different kind of way. I didn't say he was a great actor, but he has that same <laughs> underlying threatening tone because he's got that. They, they all have that. I'm a rapper. I've had to be tough, whether it's truth or not. And I've got to put on this whole I'm a tough guy underneath whatever I'm saying. And they all have that exact same tonal quality to their performance. You know, I have to disagree with one of those. Snoop Dogg would not have worked in this. He sound too high to fucking sound menacing. <laughs> he, he, Snoop Dogg doesn't. I mean, even when he played a menacing part, you're like, oh, come on. He's going to light up. No, he's, he's too chill of a, of a guy to play. Oh, I've watched him in his horror movies. His, I forget which was oh, oh. Tales from the Hood or one of them or something like that. He was in and, a, yeah. and he's like the devil. It's like, it works again. He's not Superman, but it works. It's the same. So that's what I'm saying before. For, Ice, for me, Ice Cube could have been replaced by several people. He did a fine job, but it wasn't like 
I'll take your him. critique and I'll put that towards Bebop and Rocksteady. I mean, I could because not for nothing because I like Bebop and Rocksteady because that's part of my youth and part. Even though they're not part of the original series, the, the comic series, but they're part of the original run of the, of the cartoon. But I feel like they could have been anybody else. Yeah, that is like, true. No, no, they could have been. I mean, I, I agree with that too. I mean, John, John Cena, Cena and, and Seth Rogen. I mean, again, it's you know you recognize the voices, but you know. Like, but we th- th- all, you could have saved money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all must agree. There is no Mondo Gecko if it's not Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. Hey, come <laughs> on. He did a great job, and he <laughs> threw on a voice the whole nine yards. And I think they said that they didn't call for a voice. He just gave him an accent, you know, and it just worked. Yes. It was, he was pretty funny, pretty entertaining. Um, I didn't even recognize that because he said there's two more. There was Wingnut, and there was, um, oh, um, the, the, the uh, Leatherneck. Who played Leatherneck? Leatherhead. Leatherhead. Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne played Leatherhead. Yeah, yeah. and Natasha Demetro was a uh, wingnut. I didn't even realize it was it was Rose Byrne playing Leatherhead. Like seriously, like that's how much I'm like, oh, whatever. But I mean, what did you feel about them have you know the, the, this cluster, this cluster f of um? So I I thought it was a refreshing story because usually um, those characters don't all work together. Mm-hmm. Like in, in the in the in the stories that were told in the past, they were like all most of them were like separate individual working against like their own crime tree or whatever. Having them all together as like one big family, I thought was actually a, a, a good story that uh, they were giving us with that. Um, and to see, because I I was actually hoping, even though you, you kind of get it at the end, like to see like that the turtles embrace them because you know. They're all alike. They're all mutants, right. you know, and they they feel like, oh, yeah, like we're all family because we came from the same place. We know? came from the same ooze. The same ooze. Ooze. Just say the ooze. That's right. So I I thought that was a a, um, a good take on on this version of, of the turtles, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. And yeah. I don't know. I, I well, the different characters. I mean, to me, I because I, I don't know all the the turtle characters that well. I mean, I had no problem with them all being part of a gang, you know, that it, to me, just I, I assume they all kind of were always part of a gang. Like I said, I don't really know their work, but I mean, it worked fine for me. Um, but, you know, as far as like them getting these names and again, look, I, I want everybody to earn their wages and earn the keep. But I'm like, for a lot of these things, I'm like, you can just get some nobodies in there. I've got friends that are good voice actors because like, most of them, except for like Paul Rudd, like you said, and I mean, Jackie Chan is just Jackie Chan. I mean, he, it's you would have to go hard to find someone that could just play that dad part like that. It was just one of those, like, oh, it's, you really could have gotten a lot of these actors. Probably saved yourself about 20 million right there. <laughs> you know? I'll agree with some of those actors. I, I know what you're saying. I say most of them, you, you could probably say, give me somebody fresh. Oh, it's almost like what they did with the actors, with the actual turtles. Yeah. The actual turtles are like, for, for the most part, they're not known actors, right? They're not kid actors oh, from what I know. Anymore. I don't watch enough Nickelodeon. I mean, I have a daughter. Shout out to my daughter. Um, I don't watch enough Nickelodeon to like know that. All I know is that I felt a certain type of way because I sent in an audition tape every day for like three years. Your voice is too deep for any turtle. I, I didn't want to be a turtle. I could have been one of the villains. You know that. Would well, I had fine. you. I, You're too chill to be a villain. I had you written in. You were supposed to be one of the pepperonis on the pizza. Oh gosh. <laughs> and, 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 nope, you're emoting too much. Nope. <laughs> keep it down. Right. No I'll words. Keep it, keep it spicy. No words. In fact, don't even come into the sound room. <laughs> that's the letter that I got. Yeah, that's the one. Like, like, <laughs> you you were pepperoni number sixteen on the back. Mike's uh, Mike's do the equivalent of what us parents know as the be quiet game. <laughs> what game are we gonna play now, Dad? We're gonna all be quiet so you can stay quiet the longest on this ride home. No, we, we didn't play that. We played the shut up and 
if you talk, I'm going to throw you out this car again. See, that's how ACS gets called on you. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody else played the Bury It Alive game? I'm the only one that ended up in that? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I live to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Mike wins. <laughs> now, it's interesting because they do the whole thing about, you know, because they do, they have a couple of themes. Like, they do the theme about, you know, being different and, and being scared of being different mm -hmm. and wanting to assimilate. That, I love that, and I love the fact that, you know, when they meet with the other mutants, they're like, oh, people that are like us. And just because it's they're It's my like, peeps. And just because they're like you doesn't mean they're, they're like-minded. Oh, I love <laughs> yeah. I love some of those themes. They were mm -hmm. really, really... Uh, and I know it wasn't meant to be that, that deep, but they hit it enough to be like, yeah, this is a theme. Well, it's not hidden. I mean, it is there. I mean, like, you know, when you watch that... I mean, that is... But it doesn't I mean, feel belabored, you know what I'm saying? No, they didn't belabor it, but I mean, they, you know, they did enough. It's like, I mean, because they, they were... It wasn't hidden. They expressed that they wanted to meet people like themselves and that they were excited. That's that whole thing when they're trying to be cool around Superfly. It's like, no, we're meeting people like ourselves. And then it unfortunately turned out that not... And, that, and of course, they didn't do hard edge like they used to back in the 80s where it's like, everyone that's like you is probably not going to like you. It's like, no, no, no. You're going to get some that are cool, mm -hmm. some that are kind of indifferent or don't know or, or, or letting their opinions be informed by others. Mm -hmm. And then people that are just flat out not going to like you and you're just flat out not going to like them even though you're related. And then you're also going to find out that the people you were told to be fearful of, i.e. people in America, afraid of this foreigner, afraid of that foreigner, da 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 Well, you get to know them and guess what? Guess what, Splinter? You found some nice ones. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, so the, yeah, I mean, that was, it wasn't hidden. That was very much part of the... the the. the yeah, I kind of misspoke. I wasn't yeah. saying hidden. It was more like they, they didn't beat you right. over the head yeah, with yeah, the point. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget the also of... Um, to be a good leader, you need to first believe in yourself. Yeah, but they could have just watched any episode of Flash. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not the last two seasons. Any episode. Oh, my goodness. And then love would have found its way, which, of course, they found the love of New York City. See? Yeah. Well, wait, well let's, go back, let's go back a second before we talk about the love of New York City. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ralph. Who was the lightning rod? Uh, April O'Neil. She'll always find him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let me ask you this, because... Uh, um, eventually you have this whole thing, you know, for, for the middle of the movie, it's the, it's the turtles versus the mutants and Superfly. Uh, eventually when you get to the whole thing where, you know, now the turtles don't believe in themselves and, and, and the city's against them and all this other stuff and they get framed and... Almost get milked. Almost get milked. Mil We're not going to get milked, Dad. <laughs> we don't have nipples. <laughs> Bring up no, the milker. They're going to milk you. <laughs> It's the giant milker. At, toward, toward, after after they, they escape, and obviously, you know, April and, and, and Splinter help them out, they get the other minions to turn against Superfly. How do you feel about that? I felt like it was a little, I don't know. Like, I, I, I didn't, not that I didn't like it. I was just kind of like, really? Everybody's going to turn on the guy that kind of like raised everyone, every right. single well, one. It's always too much when everyone turns away from the bad guy, um, especially when you don't even get like, like what you can, I mean, again, it didn't have to happen this week. I'm not saying it had to, but like, at least you could have given me the group that flat out turned away from him and the other group that just went, that's just too much for me, but I still don't like you guys. Right. I'm just walking away. I would have been okay <laughs> with know? that. Because that also sets up for other people to be your villain or at least to be henchmen for someone else because there's, you still know that they're still not nice people. They're just not as evil as Superfly was. Right. And that, that put, would have helped a bit more, you know. Yeah, I, I really felt like I, that, that was my one thing. And I, even though in my head I know that you could always explain that away in the sequel. Right. But it's still it's a little because, bit hard, though. Like if Shredder is in the sequel and then like he finds some of the other people that 
seemed gung-ho to stop this one bad guy that are suddenly now joining a bad guy to stop the turtles when you just worked with the turtles to stop a bad guy. Like, that's the part that's going to be like, well, unless, what happens? Uh, unless, yeah. unless you give a Shredder some incentive to just say, join my team. You know, like, give him something to go, hey, well, you know, you did it this way, but, you know, basically putting dissension in the ranks. Right. But, I mean, that would make for a longer movie or a longer right. setup, yeah, you know. Of course, exactly. But I was thinking that, too, because I was like, well, maybe they could do it in the sequel. I go, yeah, but I still didn't like the idea that, you know, that they all were like, all right, so we're all going to fight against the right. one big bad. Right, and I mean, also, I mean, simple, simple ways to get over that, of course, is in a sequel. Sure, I fought, I fought with you against this bad guy, but because, I mean, sure, the, the city loves you lovable-looking guys, but we're still disenfranchised because we look too much or we're too scary for them, and therefore we didn't get the love, and now I'm still resentful of you. And that kind of thing works. And then have Shredder come in and be like, ah, then you can be my family. Right. You know. right, 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 right. Okay, Mike, so get a job writing. There you go. I always get a job. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I said get a job writing. Uh, not that you're right. Jesus. No, I said I'm always writing. I I'm, always, I'm always right. I'm like. <laughs> so, well, you you heard that because you knew it was true. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Mike, I think it's finally time we tell Cap the truth. What's that? Mike has actually been writing all the scripts that are good. It's the only ones I write. So then, why why are we only reviewing? Why we, we should be only reviewing those movies? Because I'm making a point to them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess. Um, how did you guys feel about the Superfly Kaiju monster? Um, I felt like it was a little much. It was but, much. But it wasn't, the, it wasn't the energy beam in the sky. No, it wasn't It bad. wasn't the energy beam in the sky. So I was okay with that. I, I didn't mind it so much. I did think it was hilarious when they hit him with the, the one... Um, demutant thing and like that one horse pops off right yeah <laughs> just running away yeah oh um, yeah it was it was a bit much but i mean by that point you kind of it's, it's it's towards the end you're you've already been along for the ride it it wasn't like some movies like they, they dropped it in so far away from the end that you're like okay this is just going to be 30 minutes if you're trying to stop this thing which you're going to stop with a wave of a hand in some kind of way anyhow you know they they i think because i don't remember how long it is uh that the battle for that one but it was long enough. I think if it had even been 10 minutes longer, I would have been like, all right. I think it was, it might have been about 20 minutes, give or take. It felt a little bit Amazing Spider-Man 1 or like Spider-Man or uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man yeah. with yeah. the, you mess with New York, you mess with all of right, us. Yeah. I, I almost threw up in my mouth. <laughs> almost. Because let's, let's be honest. I, the Cap, am very sentimental. And I do believe in the power of people and we can bond together and all that stuff. But when it's written in a certain way, I'm like, yeah. oh, well, I mean, you can just, you know, you can you can go from sweet to saccharine, you know, and just to diabetic coma in a heartbeat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you mess with one, you mess with all. Shut well, up. I mean, well, it's such a, you know, it's such a it's such a cliche outside of New York and, and promoted from within New York. But people want to buy it. But no one but that whole like you mess with one person. It's like. Nah, New Yorkers do enough messing. It's that's, it's 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 a nice thought. I will say though, say the same thing that happens in Philadelphia and any other large city. People are going to say that in Boston. Mm -hmm. People are going to say that in LA. I'm like, your city's not unique. You all love your city. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I just feel like it's it's, it's too much. But yeah. I mean, I didn't get. I felt like if it would have gone longer, I would have gotten that. Yeah, it, it that's what I'm saying. More, if it had yeah. been any longer. It would have been like, all right, all right, we just need to move, move along. Right, yeah. Um, how are we with the resolution of the film where, where you know, now the, you know, the monster's defeated and now these turtles are accepted? And now, I mean, like, things that are different from the, from the show or from any iteration. Yes. So, totally different. Go ahead, Ralph. So I was taken totally by surprise. I thought everything was going to... Um, because normally when you follow the... Um, 
the hero's journey arc. You know, eventually the at the end, everything goes back to status quo. So you would assume that they would be back in the sewers, living their hidden lifestyle. Seeing them out in public, everybody knows them and they're just enjoying high school. I was like, oh my God, this, I would never thought this would even be possible because there's always turtles, ninjas living right. in the shadows, protecting everybody without them knowing. Right. Seeing this, I'm like, well, now I, I got to know what they're going to do with the next one. Right. Like, where are they going to take this? Are they going to let the fame go to their head? Are they? Just, well, you, know, you know, there will be a little bit too much of that. Yeah. There's always going to be the school jealousy. Yeah. They're going to meet all of the Heathers uh, <laughs> and, 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 the, the, and the, the boy Heathers, whatever that was going to be. The Kens, I don't know what that would be. Yeah. Um, you know, they're going to meet that. The Chads. Right, the Chads. There you go. Um, you know, that's going to happen. But I think here, and just thinking about it now, what you guys are talking about it, is that I think they wanted to give, they wanted to kind of advance on the loner thing. I, I think they didn't want that to probably to be like, well, they love me, but like back to a sewer. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, no, they, they deserve their place in the sun. They've, they've, you've done well. Like that's, this is, this is not uh, a superhero comic book. This is a more of a, you know, a movie story. So you've done well, you've gotten, you've gotten a reward. What you do with this reward is now up to you. You know, like if you act like an ass or whatever the, else the case may be, then this is out on you. you know? And then April got her, you know, her day in the sun, you know. Puke girl no more. Exactly. I still love what she was filming them. She's like, am I supposed to be filming all the stuff you do? Because a lot of it is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the fight sequences were really, really oh, good. Oh, they were good. Especially that, 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 mo that montage of them going through all the, um, the crime bosses. Trying yeah. to find out. And I was, I was loving that, yeah. that, that sequence. That was really good. It was really worked really well. I forget that at one point, did they say, are we doing bad? Oh, yeah, I think it was, I forget what it was. I think it was when they were trying to locate her bike. I think it was during that, because they were beating up with people, and I think they were like, wait, are we the bad guys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. And let's not, let's not forget the... Um, and you know, you got a rage problem, Ralph. <laughs> I, I've been trying to work on it. That's what all the meditation's for, but I keep following all those portals is that they just keep going appearing and i just end up in them oh you know? my gosh <laughs> anybody would be mad after that now what do we think about the post-credit scene oh well, then we get the shredder Ooh. I, I, the paper shredder i was like oh okay we got shredder and we waited to all the way to the end and i'm, I'm trying to remember now what is it? it's the company's hiring him? yeah, yeah. It's, it's, okay. he's like a mercenary CG, cgri is, is yeah a, cgri is, is a company and they're gonna hire him to, to, to get the turtles yes so okay. and the other mutants yeah, so it was, it was definitely, I was very happy to see it, and it was just quick, and it yeah. was the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was just enough, and it's like, okay, great. You know, I'm, I'm ready for you to bring in Shredder now, and I'm interested to see what you're going to do with him, because, you know, like, you, you, you can't overly Asian, Asian him. Yeah. You know, we already got Jackie Chan there, and he's pushing the envelope of, like, you know, well, I mean, he is Asian, but still, like, you can still, just like anybody, you can make a minority go too far with them being a minority. It's like, he's already reached, like, that line, <laughs> you know, so I can't have Shredder coming in sounding like, you know, a caricature caricature from the I, I, he, I Shredder, you know, you'd be like, no, like Mickey Rooney's from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Woke up from breakfast at Tiffany's. For those who don't know, check it out. It's really controversial. You'll never check it out. <laughs> well, check out the story, not exactly. the movie. <laughs> Here's a question. For Go for it. So, um, a lot of the times with um, TCRI, TCRI, um, they make it seem like they're actually aliens in control of this company for nefarious reasons. Um, would you like, because that's where you get like Krang and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, I forgot about him. Okay. Um, 
would you want this story to continue along that route or something new? I wouldn't mind it. I mean, again, cause I, like I said, I, I know of Crying. I have no other thoughts of him. I just know he exists as a character. And I know I've seen him in something I've seen him in, but I don't know this, these characters. I don't know that kind of history of the story. So for me, you know, give me a good story, you know, that's fine. I, it doesn't have to be like, you know, the big thing, like maybe at the end of episode two, you realize, you know, reveal that there are aliens and, you know, that's your next story lead in or something like that. It sounds reasonable anyhow. I don't want to answer because uh, um, Geek, Geeks on the Go has something about crying. But oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it to that. Um, all right. Taste of the questions ahead of time. I that's see. right. Yeah, for once, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to add or um, leave with us before we go into ratings? And, and renaming, of course. Uh, nope. All right. Mike? Uh, I think I'm kind of good. Oh, but I, I have to say that I was disappointed that I didn't get, like, uh, the Maya Angela, uh, the Maya Rudolph that I, 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 I wanted more because I love her. I wanted her to kind of be this movie's, uh, was it Kate McKinnon? Oh, okay. of the, when she yeah. was when she was the hamster? Yes. In Super Pets? Like I wanted, I mean, granted, I know that's not fair, but I, I wanted that because I, because I find my rule, she she cracks me up all the time, and I was like hoping that she'd be as over the top, you know. But you I felt like she was reined in a little bit. A little bit. I mean, I, well, the thing is, it wasn't really about her, and that's what, maybe in season. I mean, episode two or sorry, the sequel part two will probably be more about her because it's going to be her company now, yeah. right. getting Shredder, and so maybe she will be around more. And I hope, I hope she's that that over the top crazy because I just really. I just want a Super Pets too, but, but, I, but I don't because I really mean, you know, I really just want the Kate McKinnon character. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So let's go into it. Renaming the movie, Ralph. I call this uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hell yeah. Wow. wow. I know. That, that really it's like outside creative. the box. Very outside the box. Listen. No mind. Cardboard box. No mind is like my mind. The, the, are you the person that the, instead of before the Nike swoosh, you just came with a Nike straight line? <laughs> Actually, it was, it was um, uh, a circle. Ah, there you Minimal go. effort. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll rename I, it. I literally was drawing a line and I sneezed and I made a circle. Oh, there you go. All right, I'll rename it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is everybody a good guy now? Because that's what it felt like at the yeah. end. I'm like, okay, everybody's all loving. Oh, and, and that mutant's good, and that mutant's good. Oh, here we go. All right. right. Do you know how old is I mean, how hard is it to date a mutant at my age? <laughs> oh, God, right. <laughs> Mike, what you got? Um, I got something for all the youngsters out there. I'm renaming it TMNT, MM, LOL, IMHO, TTFN. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can I buy a vowel? <laughs> there were some in there, there was O's. <laughs> Ooh. Oh my goodness. All right. So let's do it. Ratings for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Ralph? I give <clears throat> what he just said. <laughs> see, see, now I'm wrong. Really? Man. You're surprised he didn't say it? <laughs> uh, eight and a half. Is that a milker? Out of 10. <laughs> it kind of milked you. <laughs> I'm going to give Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Eight yelling with the Bev, with the Bev out of ten, <laughs> out of somebody who works in a high school and who who works with kids who actually use that lingo. There's a meme going around. I think you've seen it. Um, where that part where they're talking about ordering a bacon, egg, and cheese, and they go into that whole thing. All of that is New York speak, and that's current New York slang. But it, uh, the meme says, I've never felt like I've been seen and insulted at the same time. <laughs> but I still enjoyed it, so it's a good movie. All right. Mike? 
I give it an eight and a half. The longer you lurk in the shadows, the more sus you get out of ten. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. Good advice. Yeah, it was, it was good. They're like, need to come out of the shadows. It's like, yeah, you see me more sus the more you just stay back there now. <laughs> I, I really did. I did enjoy the movie. I thought it was funny. Uh, you know, I, I, I was surprised. I, I didn't think I wouldn't like it. I just didn't think I would enjoy it as much. So I'll say I enjoyed Super Pets more. But, I, yeah. I, but like I said, Kevin Kennedy had a lot to do with it. And it was just, it was just written so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but I did enjoy this a lot. All right. So there you have it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Definitely uh, worth a watch, but it's probably going to be on Paramount anytime soon. But hey, whoa, hold on, guys. Don't go anywhere. Rocket Review, that's next. Hi, I'm MFG, and this is my two-minute Rocket Review of the Hulu original sci-fi horror film, No One Will Save You. A lonely seamstress with a dark past experiences the most unusual home invasion in this head-scratching film by writer-director Brian Duffield. In an unnamed small town, Bryn spends her time writing letters to her dead friend Maud, dancing by herself, and making a quixotic diorama of the town that shuns her. With less talking than a Charlie Chaplin movie, we learn through Bryn's actions and reactions that she has done something terrible that takes far too long for the movie to reveal. One night, Bryn wakes to the sounds of an intruder, but upon discovering that the trespasser is less home invader and more space invader, she enters into a fight for survival. At times, the anxiety she faces against her extraterrestrial opponents is tangible, and actress Caitlin Dever, mwah, she makes a tremendous effort of conveying her fears and emotions despite almost no dialogue. But her attempts are often undone by a script that feels repetitive and confusing. The jumps, overall creepiness, and that disgusting tentacled mind controller will give you the heebie-jeebies. But with the lack of a clear narrative context, the film leaves audiences with a jumble of questions. Is Bryn dead and we are watching a skewed reflection of her afterlife? Is she undergoing shock therapy for the long-ago traumatic event? Are the aliens real or imagined? And if they are real, what is the purpose of their invasion? Unfortunately, as the action builds towards its crescendo and past events are revealed by the aliens, the payoff feels as lifeless as the model town in her living room, and any fear that was earned in the first act of the movie is squandered into indifference. The ending of the film spares no effort in telling you that it's saying something, but leaves us empty-handed on the way out the door with the realization that no one will save us from the writer's ego. Filled with tensions that eventually lose hold and repetitive cat-and-mouse chases, I give No One Will Save You a This Should Have Been Better 7 out of 10. I'm MFG, and that's my two-minute Rocket Review. But don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. Now with no turtle soup. Oh. I think I say now, now more in the sewers or something like that. No, no. It's no turtle soup here, all right? No turtle soup. We're I thought he was going to go now with more ooze. Which just sounded wrong. That just sounds right. horrible. That's why he <laughs> didn't go with that. <laughs> if there's one thing that I do is not make things horrible. Uh, or talk about your ooze? Or talk about my ooze. Right, okay. It's always nice. It's always nice. <laughs> all right, everybody. You know the segment we're about to do. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we don't make it. Un- we make it under a minute all the time now. Wait, are, is this ooze on the go? Who's on the go? I like that. Who's on, on the go? go. <laughs> well, well, you're going to say my questions are slow like ooze. I was waiting for you to make that reference, but whatever. All right. Ready, set, go. Is Splinter like Aunt May in the sense that he needs to die already? 
Mike. No, Aunt May needs to kick his aluminum foil ass. You swear Aunt May is like the savior. She of is. Body. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Ralph. Um, how dare you try to kill the greatest aunt alive? And how dare you try to kill Splinter? Uh, I, I think you should go. Um, the Turtles have teamed up with Batman before in both comic book and animated movie. Who else would be a fun crossover for the Turtles? Ralph. I mean, the greatest crossover machine ever, Scooby-Doo. Hello. Oh, oh goodness. Mike. <laughs> Who else? The adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters. Oh. They're real. Yeah, I know they are. <laughs> All right, so what's dumber? In England, that the turtles are called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, or the fact that crying is a formidable enemy? Ralph. I mean, crying is a interesting enemy. Uh, so I would say the England thing. All right, Mike? I think it's dumber that England still has a monarchy, but Ninja is way cooler than Hero. All right, and we make it under a minute. That's right. Yes, and, and I went long button. questions this time, too. Yeah. I did. You right. can't even get mad. I don't remember which button it is. It's the, it's the it's, pink one. No. <laughs> Press the button. No. Press the button. This is the longest streak I've had that things have been going right. This is Why amazing. Does it make me press that. <laughs> well, going back to that question for a second, I didn't even know about the whole Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles until I saw it on a package of a toy somewhere. I don't and know. then I looked it up and people were saying, yeah, that's what they call them in England because yeah. they were saying that they felt in the 80s and 90s that the word ninja would imply violence and they didn't want to have anything that implied violence. We just want the show to show violence, but we don't want to imply but remember, it. <laughs> the cartoon show didn't necessarily show violence like that. It was robots and they never kicked anybody's butt like like sliced them or did anything with their right. weapons. Well not no, of course not for that. But uh, it's where I mean but I mean you you know every country has its own I mean like do you know what frosted flakes are called in England? What are they called? Nothing. Frosties. <laughs> Frosties. Frosties. No idea why. I'm like, is flake a bad word? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many flakes over there, they didn't want to get confused. Hey, hey, to all of our English listeners, especially you, King Charles. <laughs> I, we, that, that was only the view of Ralph the Tech, who can be executed at any moment you just give the word. I was waiting for the joke of somebody to say, do you know what a quarter pounder is called in England? I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that joke. Um... TMHT just doesn't have the same. It doesn't. Me. It doesn't. And I seen the packaging and I'm like, I thought it was bootleg. I really thought it was a bootleg <laughs> thing. And I, no, 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 that's a real thing, but it's actually from England. And I had to do the research on it. So, so instead of a bow staff, they have like a scepter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All the weapons are there, but it's, they just call them hero turtles. Oh, something. Wow. It's fucking. So stupid. do they eat like fish and chips instead of pizza? Yeah. It's, <laughs> please, you know, England's not going to change around that much. Cowabunga, gentlemen. <laughs> They're throwing bollocks everywhere. <laughs> bollocks. I don't even know what bollocks are. Balls. Balls. Oh. Dogs bollocks. Bollocks. Yeah. Bo dogs bollocks? Yeah, it's yeah, dogs balls. Yeah, it's That's great. I learned something new. All right, shout outs. <laughs> um, what you got? I would like to shout out a friend who said they are listening. Hopefully they are. So, hmm. so Jojo, if you're listening, this one's for you. Wait, Giorgio? Jojo. 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 Jojo, if you're listening. Didn't he have a bunch of bizarre adventures? Oh, boy. That's actually a really good anime. You should check it out. I have. I've seen the first two plus seasons, two like and a half. And I really find it I just keep forgetting to go back and, you know, you do you know like that, like, uh, especially in the early year or two, they're like named after rock and roll groups. Yes. Which I think is the funniest thing in the world, especially the way they'll break up the names sometimes. You're yeah. like, 
Like it's it's just it's really yeah. You I got to check it out. Get, you have to look at the names. and You'll be like, oh my god, that is a, a, a rock band, it's, and they're like '70s rock bands. So it is an anime, and I don't. I know you don't like foreign things, Cat. What are you talking about? I I, I I did. I I'm into two or three animes already. I, we, we've tried to get you to watch Doctor Who, but you're like, no, it's no Doctor foreign. Who's corny. It's not that it's foreign. It's not that it's foreign. It's corny. And it continue. Is, JoJo is dubbed, so you don't have to worry about reading subtitles. I know who you are with reading, bro. No, 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 no. Let's not get into this argument here because all I got to say is if I got to look back, especially with anime, especially with animation, if I got to look up and down, and no, no, no. Give, give me the animation. Just with learn voices. Japanese like everybody else. Oh, exactly. no, no, please. <laughs> Those people don't know Japanese. They just read real fast. Domo oregato. Yes. Well, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. You know that I like my two favorite animes are My Hero Academia and um, Demon Slayer, which is now my daughter's favorite anime. Oh, wow. All the blood and guts ones. It's funny. Oh, well, yeah, I know. Uh, it's funny because I would think that, you know, parents would look at me sideways. But meanwhile, I'm like, wait, your son has a backpack. Okay, I don't feel so bad now. Has a Demon Slayer backpack? Okay, I feel good now. So like, what is that in English? Is it like Demon Reaper? Probably. Oh, uh, probably, oh yeah. like, or just Demon, like, small hit or Demon. <laughs> or isn't it pronounced Damien? Or, or, or maybe it's called Little Brother, uh, Little Sister, Big Brother. I don't know. That's, the whole, <laughs> that's what it's about. And those of you who, who watch Demon Slayer, you know what I'm talking about. Mike. I'm shouting out all the people that are going to be at Comic-Con. Now, granted, by the time you hear this, Comic-Con is probably going to be over five years. No, we'll see we're going to release this very, very soon. Yeah. Okay, so anyhow, happy 2029. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> Jerk. Jerk. But yes, wow. shout out to all the people at Comic-Con. Hopefully, I see you all, all of my adoring fans. I know you can't all fit in the Javits Center, but be sure to know... That MFG loves you all. And also, my lawyers say that I have to say that MFG really doesn't love you all. <laughs> uh, it's just a legal thing. But uh, uh, no, but I, hopefully, uh, you'll see us around there. We will be very unremarkable. So unless you happen to know what we look like, you probably won't recognize us. But I am gorgeous. I, I mean, just stunning. They call me MFG all the time when we're on the street. <laughs> and I don't have my mask on. <laughs> Uh, and for uh, those of you who were waiting for the release of the tickets for MFG Con, they are now on sale. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> Don't get them started. I, I was gonna make a joke about him saying like, like, um, what did you say that um, that the Javits Center is too big for for for, um, for, for your? It's, it's not big it's enough. It's not big enough. It's not big enough. Yeah. I was thinking like the bathroom stall, <laughs> <laughs> the waiting area, the coat check. I mean, he wasn't specific. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just letting you know, I will be there. I will be the one that just... If you see a bunch of people Hands fawning after coat. anyone... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be giving you your coat. Don't forget to tip me. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, hopefully we'll see people around there. We'll have some interesting stories. Uh, and, you know, if, since you won't know who we are, just go up randomly talking to uh, three minorities. Just <laughs> <laughs> look for a Dominican, a Puerto Rican, and a black American. And, Walk into uh, a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and then just start talking to them. And just see if how it goes. Either you'll make new friends, great enemies, or, well, actually, if it's us, you might make all both. I, you know, <laughs> the black guy's critical. The Dominican likes everything, and the Puerto Rican's the mediator. That's the way you'll know us. And let's test back again. You'll know me because I, gorgeous. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and twenty-seven. That's unmistakable. I have that twenty-seven-year-old glow. Oh Lord, a twenty-seven-year-old glow. <laughs> also, he'll be wearing a shirt that says, "Yes, I am twenty-seven." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can put any lie on a shirt, I swear to God. Uh, but um, I just want to give shout-outs to the usual suspects. Happy birthday, a happy belated birthday to Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell, I'm not going to say your age out loud, even though I should. Why did you say she was 84? 
And that's close to a real age if you invert the numbers. Wow. Oh. Holy <laughs> I'm kidding, Tinkerbell. Happy birthday. Hope all the Happy best. Happy birthday. Yep, absolutely. Birthday. Hopefully you get some of these right because, you know, she was talking about how she's getting some of the... Um, the black people that don't die yeah. in horror films, correct? So, but it's okay. You you're not going to get the one from today. That's just that's just not. I'm happen. I'm curious if she does. I'm curious if she does. Tinkerbell, we would sing Happy Birthday to you, but that song is copyrighted. So, well, they broke the copyright. I yeah, believe. they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but, the, uh, but but the government said if we sing it, they will remove us immediately from all podcasts. Isn't it just if I sing it because my voice just makes people go crazy? There's that, and mine actually crazy is very subjective. Yes, yeah. and, and and mine actually active. It it, it just activates all dogs to start barking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot. But there's a couple of birthdays. Um, happy birthday to Bosch. Happy birthday to, um, uh, um, let me see, Ivan's was the last show, so I don't think we, 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 we're not shouting you out, Ivan, and I'm waiting for Ivan to hit me up. I'm sorry, Ivan, Mr. Cooper. Shout out to Mr. Cooper. Um, I'm waiting for him to go, why wasn't I on the ter- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle show? Why did you tell me about it? Uh, why wasn't he? Damn, put, they put it on me. Yeah, it, listen, Mr. Cooper, it wasn't our decision. We were told not to tell you. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Ralph and I, we both begged to have you on, but we were overruled by old Emperor Cap over there. Wow, now I'm not the leader until something goes wrong, then I'm the leader. Finally, he admits it. Wow. We have it on record. <laughs> oh, here we, we go. go. That's how you know it, everybody. Oh, here we go. <laughs> trying to think who else's birthday came up we, I mean all the September birthdays passed I mean the October Thank stuff God, oh dude. wait shout out it's funny you say Comic Con shout out to uh, my brother Steve who his birthday will be on that Sunday of Comic Con woo yeah so he's, and he's actually going to be there at Comic Con with myself and Riley so that'll be a good time very happy nice happy birthday Steve yeah. happy birthday um, oh who else there's, there's like a bunch of people's birthdays basically come. everybody had sex around Christmas <laughs> and you all and now we all know your parents are nasty no 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 no. wouldn't that be Valentine's Day no yeah. well November will be Valentine's Day I guess nine months from Christmas would still be about like you know late uh, September early October mm-hmm. like you know he doesn't know how to count oh wow <laughs> wow <laughs> You're the one to talk. All right. Um, oh, and happy uh, sh- happy birthday. Shout out to Jay. Happy birthday, Jay. Um, Jay, happy yeah, birthday. Happy birthday, bro. Jay. And, of course, um, the usual suspects, um, Emma's from Marvel, um, South Carolina, of course, Lady J, of course, um, I mean, just everybody. Um, yes. Oh. Yeah. You can't say his name? What the hell? Does he owe you money or something? When was the last time you spoke to Johanna? I speak to Johanna. I've never spoken with him. He's he's very uh, he's very. Johanna's hit him up on Facebook because Mike doesn't have Instagram. No, I don't. All right, is, there, is everyone <laughs> fine with that? I don't have. Yeah, you probably also have an AOL um, email account. No, that's right? our intern. <laughs> <laughs> he still has an AOL account. <laughs> And oh. no, I don't have a hot mail either. <laughs> That's my girlfriend. Uh-huh. Chill out. <laughs> That's uh-huh. my girlfriend. <laughs> I, Sorry, babe. I had to shut you out. I have a hot mail that I give out to people that I don't like. Oh. Wow. I just made up a whole other Gmail so that I at least look current, and I still give you a fake one. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is when I saw the hot mail, I almost didn't date her. <laughs> I was like, hot mail? What the frick is if this? If you don't want me to write, you just say you don't want me to write you. <laughs> <laughs> just say the word. You ain't got to like, like throw like, like, like ba- whatever. I can't even say Hot mail and AOL at this point, they're just like, you've got mail. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. My mom has net zero. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> I still exist? Yes, barely. If you see the the, the, play, uh, the, the page, like the... Uh, the, the, the the, the opening page that you go when you press net, netzero.com, it's like net zero. Log in. And it's all on the page. It's probably <laughs> net zero. 
Prepare yourself for the year 2000. Make sure your computer's up to date. <laughs> <laughs> that Y2K bug is really nasty. Dude, I remember when I had a Netscape email. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think we're aging ourselves, guys. Well, I had it very young. It was given to me for my birth at 27. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, four. Oh, you want to do it? No, no, you could do it. Oh, come on. I was just trying to rush you. I w- wow. So for Mike, also known as MFG, MFG. <laughs> and RT Squared Rob the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky and don't rush me when I'm doing beautiful work. That's what he says. That's what I always say. Yeah. In the bedroom. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs>